Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Strikes Back. My name is George and you're listening to the one that I've been looking forward to for a while, Spider-Man Homecoming Review. And joining me today are the boys, Connor Hello. and Benny. George, it's very late. Just turn down the energy a bit. <laughs> it is half say, past just, 12. Did you just slip into like a, a southern accent? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was that Southern? I don't even know I what that know was. was. Um, yeah, it's it's half past twelve in the, the middle of the, the night. Half past twelve, yeah. Um, and we've just seen the film. Uh, not Benny. What Connor. film was that? <laughs> Connor and I have just seen Spider-Man: Homecoming, <laughs> uh, the first uh, film that Spider-Man is in the MCU. Finally, not uh, correct. No, it's the second. <laughs> oh yeah. The first no, actually, no, solo the film for Spider-Man the in the MCU. Yeah. yeah, sorry, I was about to say It's that. the third? Yeah, he's a little kid with the oh, Iron Man mask. Your no, favorite. <laughs> no, I'm obviously well prepared for this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was an interesting one because Sony was getting involved. It's the first time Marvel were kind of this is, this not is a, this whole is a big deal. Yeah, not, literally a big deal between Marvel and Sony. They were letting go of the um, creative control. Uh, in some, they, you know, there was some negotiation there, and this could have potentially been the first real big f up for Marvel. But um, yeah, what were you guys thinking going in, and and did you did it meet your expectations overall? So, uh, I'll, I'll go first. Um, launch in, <laughs> launch in. Going in, I mean, I I wasn't too worried. Like it's it's a Marvel film. The Sony we're, thing didn't bother, didn't kind of, worry. Well, a little bit, but but ultimately. I don't think that Marvel would have allowed this to go ahead within the MCU if they weren't in, you know, if they weren't confident this is going to be a kind of a, a Marvel quality film. Um, and we're all Marvel whores. We we basically are pretty much guaranteed to enjoy any Marvel movie that comes out. <laughs> um, and I say Marvel movie, not, maybe not TV show. Mm. Hey. Um, but yeah, so I mean, like going in, I wasn't too worried. I was uh, a little little worried about being overhyped for this film. Um, this film had a lot to, to live up to just with the, the marketing and the reviews that had come out and, you know, people saying, you know, this is the greatest thing ever. So, uh, yeah, but I mean, it, it didn't really disappoint. Like it, it, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I, um, I think everything leading up to this looked really positive. So I was definitely not worried. I didn't have low expectations. Um, I very much got the idea that Sony had no creative input on this film. Yeah. Like this, they were like after the, after that uh, amazing Spider-Man two uh, electric electro boogaloo debacle, they were just like, help us. Yeah. Kevin Feige. We'll do anything, man. Yeah. Yeah. This is a hundred percent an MCU film. It doesn't have any bit of Sony on it. The only thing of Sony is the logo at the beginning, which was a little jarring. Can we, can but we then talk after about, that, and then the Marvel logo comes yeah. in. Yeah. Can we it talk about the, epic. I don't know about you guys, but I just felt this like surge of hate as the as the Sony logo it, came. It was up. it was like a little bit of a oh oh yeah. is it are we you don't oh is there. this going to be okay? Andrew this, Garfield swings into frame. Yeah. yeah, but it was just that moment like you you don't belong here. You know we've come to see a Marvel film. I don't like seeing other logos. Yeah. where Marvel should be, and then it cut off like into scene without seeing the Marvel. I was like that was really jarring. Yeah, and it did come back a little bit later, but just just not seeing the Marvel one. Just kind of open up the. It was a bit different. It was it was worse. But yeah. Anyway, then I I read a couple of reviews before this came out. I skimmed them kind of from the just like the small number of review review sources that I really trust, and they were they were positive, maybe a little lukewarm. 
Um, and I uh, just loved this movie. I loved it. This has taken easily my top spot for the best blockbuster of the year so far. Um, previously held by Fast 8. <laughs> uh, so it's knocked that right off. And I think it's probably my top five of the year entirely now. So that makes that last episode completely redundant. Let's not talk about that last episode. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I I thought going in, I thought the trailer showed a little too much. That main trailer. Uh, we got a lot of beats of the film. But, you know, this film had so many surprises, so many twists and turns. I loved it so, so much. Sony definitely did the right thing by giving Marvel all the creative control because that was abundantly obvious um, when watching this film. Um, Yeah, I mean, let's get into some non-spoiler stuff. Um, Do we want to start with... I reckon we just start with characters. Yeah, Um, let's just start with like Tom Holland as Peter Parker. I really, really like Tom Holland as Peter Parker. I think that there was a really good... I think he's the first person to portray it that i actually thought yeah this guy's actually in high school yeah because right? he's the right age yeah, yeah. well he's, he's 30 yeah. more or less yeah he's at least closer to the age how old is tom holland he's so, 21 he could easily yeah. pass for 15 though. Yeah. but yeah exactly <laughs> i mean apart from being like ridiculously ripped yeah um which is we were talking about this i think in the last episode about how superhero films you now need to be like incredibly ripped in order to, yeah in order to play these characters he like, is looking Oh, <laughs> yeah. son, you got things together yeah. for this. We talked about Hugh Jackman in, in the first X-Men. He's just, he's not ripped. Like, it's but it's impressive not- when you see a man, like, you know, Hemsworth or... <laughs> or no, no, let yeah, me finish. You just get a big, big lot of man in your eyes. Yeah, it's, like, yeah, like, it's a big dude. It's like, yeah, I, that, that correlates. But Tom Holland, like, he's a small guy. He looks like a boy. And then he whips out an oh, eight pack. This is getting some weird. No, seriously. I know that sounds weird, but... I, you know, you can what, do all, all that stuff. Whatever. I know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But Who's yeah. ever seen a, like a twenty-year-old who looks like that? Exactly. It, in yeah. fact, it I makes, certainly it makes have never looked like that. So. <laughs> so look, I think I think it was nice just seeing someone that looked like they belonged in high school, um, and it kind of gave a bit of a levity to the rest of the film. Um, yeah, I just I kind of think back to even even the love stories. The love story felt so much more innocent in this. Um, between him and I can't think of her name, um, Liz. Liz. Well, yeah, but who played Liz? Oh, he's squirming now. I know. Oh Laura, Laura Harrier. Sorry. Um, Wikipedia has saved me. Hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, their their interaction and their chemistry just felt a little bit more innocent. And even though she's twenty seven, even though in real <laughs> yeah. life she's twenty seven, but she could also pull off. Yeah, she she passed um, pretty well as well. It's just funny though. Pull off what? <laughs> hey, um, don't, don't, don't pass yes, your here we sick go. Connor, Connor, you me. sick bastard. Um, yeah, look, there was no um, tension going into this. Like, oh, is Tom Holland going to be able to do it? We all saw him in Civil War. He won over everyone of in like six minutes in that film. Um, like he hit every beat that Spider-Man needed to hit. Spider-Man, Peter Parker, both. Um, he did the the great power, great responsibility thing in one very small scene and he did it fantastically. Um, and so going into this, I was already in love with him and and still absolutely, he's so good. He's the best overall Spider-Man we've seen. I, I agree. Uh, ever. And I love the Tommy Maguire, Sam Raimi absolutely, trilogy. So but I think this one got Spider-Man right. Yep. The Spider-Man aspect, the, com- the comedy, the physical aspects of the character, mm. the costume... Just think everything about it was absolutely brilliantly done. Everything about Spider-Man, the, just the, the balancing of his civilian and superhero lives, 
and the the responsibility that comes with that, the sacrifice that comes with that, but also kind of the fun and adventure. It was note perfect. I think there was such a, a brilliantly done element of this film was the high school aspect and him mm. trying to just like live a normal life whilst this whilst also being Spider-Man, this duality between his life, he's getting tugged in both directions and mm. which one is going to, you know, which which life does he want to lead? I really like that part of this film. The character work in this movie was uh, fantastic. Like, yeah. It, that was the biggest strength. Um, the action is uh, almost the background stuff to that. 100%. I think this, this was the story of this high school kid and his friends and um, it, it just helps that they've cast everyone so fantastically. Even very minor roles are like, so many, oh, I know that guy um, from TV shows, all comedy actors, and they all bring uh, a lot of personality to the Eugene film. Flash Thompson, played by Tony uh, Revo- uh, Revolori. Is he, was he from, Revolori from yeah. the Grand Budapest Hotel? Yeah, 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 that's right. I, yeah. I, I thought it was him. Fantastic. That, that hit me like a ton of bricks, and I don't know why, but I was just like, that guy, I, I couldn't place him until about halfway through the film. Yeah. Where I was like, oh. And that's especially funny for for the Flash Thompson character, who's normally this big beefcake bully guy. Like in he's, the he's a jock in the normally. original Raimi films, he was played by Joe Manganiello. Uh, the, yeah, that's right. The um, Magic Mike <laughs> beefcake guy. So yeah, that was an interesting bit of casting. Is a kind of like nerdy, cool rival yeah. for Peter Well, Parker. I was reading something about like that that kind of came about as they wanted to reflect modern bullying, where it's not so much this kind of like jock character. Yeah. Um, some weaselly little dickhead. <laughs> Some weaselly little dickhead. But just, I think- It hurts you with words. The yeah. natural extension after talking about Spider-Man and Peter Parker in this is the high school setting and, and the, the camaraderie between his friends. Mm. I think that was so successfully done. Mm-hmm. How have um, we not talked about his friend, Jacob uh, Baton? Yeah, is that Ned? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. What great casting. What a great performance. What a fun character. They really felt like best friends. Yeah, yeah. And this is, you know, a classic example of like the funny fat sidekick, but he's he's funny <laughs> and yeah. he's completely likable throughout the whole film. And he's, he's, and there he's not just the it. fat yeah. kid. Yeah. I, I felt like he had a dimension to him. He had a lot of dimensions yeah. to him. <laughs> Planetary dimensions. Like you throw a tennis oh. ball at him, it starts to revolve around him. Oh, oh okay. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, um, I was very impressed. Very, very impressed. Yeah, look, I think he brought a lot of comedy to it. But just speaking of comedy in general, this this was probably one of the funnier Marvel movies out there. I think rivaling I mean, Ant Man definitely. Well, this Ant Man and I think the first Guardians have got to be. Yeah. the I mean, comedy has always played a big part in the Marvel universe. Um, I mean, it was really set up, I think, um, by uh, Joss Whedon with the Avengers as it as that kind of style of comedy even the first yeah, one yeah i mean even the first no, iron right. man iron man was so dead serious uh i mean all right, no, no, but it, it certainly wasn't one. it was certainly wasn't uh it wasn't serious but it wasn't i don't think on that level of uh, or that type of humor until avengers that really kind of i don't know about that okay, that might but just be my personal let's, let's just not get into a 15 minute diversion here where we start screwing at each other and but, disagree <laughs> but um but That's i do fine. agree i think this is in the top three funniest marvel films absolutely easily. i'd put it top two probably there was a moment about halfway through where i was just it kind of had this uh, meta moment where i was like am i watching a comedy yeah definitely because it was so pervasive throughout the entire film and not in a bad way like it didn't feel like it was overbearing or you know that you were losing i can't be momentum. watching a comedy it's good but I was I mean, chuckling like, along throughout this whole film. Absolutely, yeah. I I saw this. I went to the early session today, very quiet session. I was sitting in an area completely alone, and I was just laughing my ass off. Yeah, same. Which, yeah, like normally, you know, a movie with a big crowd that's kind of funny will seem a lot funnier. And I saw this in a dead quiet session, and it was yeah. hilarious. 
But um, so like it had some pretty awesome kind of comedic elements to it. But when it when it needed to like switch gears into badassery mode, it fucking did it really well. Like I mean, and that's a lot of that's due to just the villain in this, which is just so fucking cool. Michael Keaton is the um the vulture, vulture is Birdman. I'm gonna go ahead oh, and say, chilling. oh, second best Marvel villain, maybe even the best. Yeah, bar Loki. Um, um I I felt a threat with this guy felt a villainous threat and i understood where he was coming from as well he had he he had complexity um there's a lot of marvel films where the villain really you're kind of just going through the motions like guardians of the galaxy 2 guardians of the galaxy 2 i loved kurt russell's character but i I ultimately knew he was going to get defeated and we were just kind of Mm. going through it going through the motions but in this one man he felt like I don't know. I just felt like this villainous he, threat, and and the stakes were risen. Well, and, see, the, actually, I I'd, I'd say the exact opposite because one of the things <laughs> one of the things I really shocker. enjoyed about the character is that I thought the stakes were actually brought down. Like this is guy is not trying to destroy I'm not talk- the world. I'm, I'm not talking about like the the scale of what he was trying to do. I'm just talking about like the stakes and the threat. Like I felt like Spider Man was in real danger in certain parts of this film, and in a lot of Marvel films, I'm like they'll be okay. In this one, he was battered and bruised, and but I don't think we were ever expecting Spider-Man to die. But do you know? Do that you know what I mean? Baldiest move. I think you can understand what made. I mean. I think you can understand where I'm coming from. I think he's trying not to understand. Yeah, well, this is what you um, normally. No, I'm just, no, I'm no, just kind of like, what you're saying. I really um, agree. I love that this guy wasn't like a cackling, cackling maniacal villain. Yeah, he was an arms dealer. Yeah. And he was doing a job, and that gives him pretty much the best motivation out of probably any villain we've seen in the MCU. He's just a guy doing his job. And uh, Spider-Man keeps his... getting in the way, which yeah. is very annoying, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, when when I say that I, you know, when I was disagreeing, it was more about the stakes. Like, I just felt like this was a little bit more, um, I guess, contained. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, this, as you said, the cackling villain trying to take over the world. Or this was, yeah. this was Ant-Man level. Yeah. Uh, or even less so. I was going to say, I would say less, even less that, so, that, yeah. Like, in terms of the scale of the actual, like, fighting and stuff. Yeah. It's I don't think kind we've of had... similar to that, but that had, like, a world takeover plot as well. This was yeah. very think... low. Iron Man 1 and 2 are the only ones that I can think right off the bat that have villains where the stakes are not world-ending. I mean, there's very few Marvel Marvel movies where, you know, the if you lose, you, you know, the city doesn't just get destroyed. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'd agree with that. Hmm. Um, but I think that really worked for this film. And uh, I'll, yeah, just reiterate, loved Michael Keaton, one of the best Marvel villains at this stage. Yeah. Um, what did we think of the look of the film? Um, it was, I think, I think the director, John Watts, I, I'm not really sure what he's done before, but it's this very, is very, very new kind of guy. I Pop mean, car is fuck man. And he's done another movie about an evil clown, but that was like not released. I think. Yeah. I remember hearing about that actually. Mm. Now you mentioned that, but man, like he did a fantastic job with this. Mm. Um, for a guy who I know nothing about, I, I, I really, kind of got his style within the MCU. Mm. Um, very character-driven. He really took the time to to make sure the character elements were set up so that the action had stakes. Yeah, and it feels very under control for a movie that had six writers. Like Six writers? Yeah, for, for someone who's like a fairly inexperienced director, that's... Um, that's quite tough. a feat. Like these things we've seen time and time again can become a big mess very quickly. Yeah. But I, I feel like there's a lot of things to juggle in this film. I mean, with any Marvel film in general, just, you know, the, the, 
the steps that you need to hit the, or the, the dot points that you need to hit according to master Feige's plan. Mm. Um, I mean, just, I can't imagine if you were trying to do it with one writer trying to organize all this shit. Be Unless you just wait as Joss Weasden's. Yeah, but then then you nearly die. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's anyone else other than Joss Whedon that could have pulled that off, even at that early stage. Like, I mean, if you think about it, Avengers 1 now kind of looks like child's play compared to the web that they need they now yeah. need to weave. Like, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's amping up. The amount of stuff that they need to kind of consider and, and yeah, integrate. It's, and, and yeah, and then like following on from that, I mean, this is... Spider-Man's first entry into the MCU. So we got Iron Man. He was a big part of this film. This feels like the most kind of integrated lived-in MCU film. Definitely. Yet of all of them. This just takes a lot of events from different films that have come before. Yep. And they feel very seamlessly um, put in in part of this without being overbearing. Like everyone was worried like, oh, there's going to be an Iron Man movie. He's really not in it very much, but he has a significant role in his own way. Yeah, and Happy Hogan, uh, John Favreau. Love seeing Happy Hogan again. He was fantastic. I'm yeah. so glad things are patched up with them, uh, with him and Marvel because you know he directed Iron Man 1 and 2 mm. and things went a bit sour because I think they really manhandled his directorial um, abilities and what he could do on Iron Man 2. Mm. Um, so it's really nice to see him back in here and what a fun character. <laughs> yeah, Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, was there anything about the film that you didn't like? Um, so you were just mentioning the look of it before. Yeah. I will say it still had that uh, kind of CGI sheen on the action scenes. Um, when he's moving around. Yeah, just and like it's always about these kind of more modern films. There's always dust clouds and they always yeah. look the same. It always looks very CGI, you know. Yeah, the brown. Um, you look at like the, the Tobey Maguire movies, the first couple at least, and they're very uh, tactile, the... Even just the web swing and everything, because they did all that stuff for real. So it, just, yeah. it looks fantastic. This movie, uh, I didn't think it looked bad. I think it, you know, looked great when it was just uh, dialogue scenes or whatever. But yeah, there was the, definitely that CGI, but to a much lesser extent than with Guardians of the Galaxy, which really just bothers me more and more as the year goes on. <laughs> but um, yeah, just a, a minor thing. Yeah, no, that's probably the one thing that I was going to bring up, and I'm glad you did instead of me because I don't want to be the guy that always just harps on about the special effects in films. But um, yeah, I, I I feel like they weren't bad. Oh no no no! No, the special effects were fantastic. There was just no. um a lot of them, and I think there was I think there was one shot of Vulture, um, and the the lighting effect that they got rebounding off his armor, mm. it it looked absolutely brilliant. Mm. Um, so I'm I, I'm definitely not with you guys on this one. I think the Spider Man CG looked awesome. Um, oftentimes when they go to those CG shots, they can look just like Daredevil from 2002 or whatever. Mm, they can just mm. look so bad. Yeah, no, yeah, Even that Black it. Panther, that new Black Panther trailer when he's spinning yeah, around, yeah. like even then I'm like, oh, I like it, but it's not but there quite was a bit of There was a bit of that in this. I don't think so. I, 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 there definitely was. It's not that I, I thought it looked bad at any point. It's just you'd, there'd be a shot and available like, there was a lot of CGI there. Yeah. And that's the, the thing that could have been a set or something else. You know what? It didn't bother me at all because I was that invested in the characters. Yeah, absolutely. I, can't I completely even... agree with that. I just know that they can do better because I think something like Ant-Man looks uh, Ant-Man much looks more flawless, like CGI wise. I think somehow for whatever reason, they did a, just a, an amazing job on they that did. one. And yeah, I, there was nothing I could pick out in that one where it'd be like, Oh, like I, so yeah. Anyway, the, my, my complaint with the film was um, really only one character, which was, and it's such a minor grievance. So I, I can't even really believe I'm bringing it up as the, the Michelle character, which we'll talk a little bit more about 
in uh, spoilers, but she she was a friend. She was the awkward friend with the with the Hamden comedy and the, the bantery comedy. And did you not like that? Nah, I really didn't. <laughs> yeah. I really didn't like. I think that was the weakest humor in this, really by far. And I was like, ah, you talking about Zendaya? Yeah, 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 I loved that. Really, yeah, I, I really liked her in this. Yeah, really I didn't dig it was, at she all. Was, she was barely there. She was barely in. That's what movie. I mean. I mean, that's it's a minor nitpick. Mm. But I, I kind of, I just liked, didn't think any of those jokes landed. I kind of liked the fact that she wasn't. She just seemed like this very strange, um, kind of to the side character that that didn't have. She certainly didn't have what I'd call relevance, I guess, in the film. Mm. But I, every time she showed up. And she made a little joke. I loved it. Mm. I was totally on board with that style of humor. Um, yeah, it did nothing for me. Like they would have a conversation. They would turn to her and she would be like, say the quirky little funny weird thing. I loved it. Um, <laughs> See, I, th- I thought it was completely in tone with the rest of the comedy in the entire film. So you yeah. liked everything else but her. Yeah. yeah. That's, I, I find that incredibly strange. because George, is it, is it true that you hate women? <laughs> no, um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I love my why mom. Did, why did you just say it? Um, yeah, I mean the score was great as well. Michael love Giacchino. I yeah. we, Benny, you just mentioned this. This is his first film with the with Marvel. Michael Giacchino is a yeah. you know he's a prolific director. I mean he did Rogue One. He's done uh, Star Trek. The, the all the Star ones. Trek. Um, I've just got his um profile up here. Incredibles. Um, Does every everything JJ Abrams? He's the, yeah, he came he's to JJ. He, he kind of first came into the spotlight through Lost, which his stuff is amazing for whatever yeah, you think of Lost. The bad robot his crew, score, yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's really funny because I when I heard it was his first MCU film, I was like, really? And I was kind of going back through my head. I'm like, didn't he do anything? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, because I think his his style of composing is very permeated <laughs> through mm. Hollywood. Mm. I think. He's got a very just modern Hollywood style, and I don't necessarily know if he's carved out his own niche as per se or a sound. Mm. But in saying that, I was humming this theme after the film, and I never do that in Marvel, and I always criticize Marvel for their pretty weak scores. But had it in my head all day. It's yeah, absolutely spot on. Well done. Yeah, it's, know- look, it's not. The Danny Offman theme, I don't think it comes anywhere near as close to that, but that's something from my childhood that it's just not going to happen. Yeah. But um, it's great. <laughs> I um, I, I feel kind of bad because watching this, I, I enjoyed the theme, but I feel like I've had my standards standards preemptively risen by Black, Black Panther. Like <laughs> I just expect that movie to be so fucking on point with music that when I was listening to this, I was like, oh, it's not that Black Panther, is it? Yeah, but Black Panther has room for movement. Oh, it could be anything at it this could be point. Anything, I'm just assuming yeah. it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. And I've just risen my bar for yeah. every other Marvel well, film speak, to speak, be speak, at that level. Speaking of the music, um, Blitzkrieg Bop by the Ramones is featured quite heavily in this film. Um, that just worked on a very special level for me because that song was from the Tony Hawk Pro Skater soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, one yeah, of the original yeah. ones of those. And um, you could play Spider-Man in that game. Because hey. it was the same yeah, uh, yeah. developer that made. Is that number two? I think it was Activision. Two, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, and or the same um, company made the Spider-Man games, the old PlayStation ones, which I love. That had oh, such a killer soundtrack, man. Yes. Mill and yeah. Colin, Bling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so just like seeing Spider-Man to Blitzkrieg Bop, I'm like, this is kind of perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it really yeah. takes me back. Um, Should we move on to spoilers? Yeah, I mean, as a wrap up for me, this is 
definitely one of the best films this year. I mean, this week I've seen Okja, Baby Driver, and Spider-Man. I'm like, what? Good work. This is brilliant. Um, I am so glad Spider-Man Homecoming worked out because the Sony thing could have really backfired on them, and thankfully mm. it hasn't. Bring on Spider-Man 2. Um, I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah, they really could have poisoned the well. But, but, and we'll, we'll still see. They've got Venom coming and... Yeah, uh, which may Silver or may not be bring that up. Yeah, uh, oh god. Um, but yeah, this movie on its own, I I loved, 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 loved. I there's probably a couple Marvel movies in the future I would like cancel if I could get a couple <laughs> more Spider-Man ones in there. Um, because I think there's just this movie's so dense with uh, Spider-Man lore and characters that you you could almost have like a weekly TV show out of it. Oh uh, my god, which I would love to see. But um, we didn't talk about Donald Glover. We will. Oh, we will. Oh yeah. Um, for anyone, for, al- be- before we get into spoilers, he's amazing. Go see it. <laughs> and also, we so didn't talk about Miss Marissa Tomei as uh, Aunt May, but Tomey. you, you, yeah, they're, they're they're both amazing. You, you finish your, you <laughs> yeah, finish you've your seen Marissa Tomei before. You know she's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, I was cut off there, so I don't really know what I was going to say. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I can't recommend this movie highly enough. I, I, you know, unless you don't like Spider Man, which a lot yeah, of people, you, well, a lot of people seem to not. Unless you're really sad, unhappy. I mean, it, look, Crescent. if you hated the last three Spider-Man movies, which a lot of people did, this one will restore your faith, I yeah, promise. It it's will. really fun. Believe. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, it, it's, a, it's such a solid film. Um, I can't really fault it. I highly suggest everyone go see it. I can't wait to see it again already. Mm, oh, yeah. And as, as I've said before, I really gauge a film kind of by how excited I am to rewatch it yep. afterwards. And this is... I could have gone straight back in and watched it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, so let's get into some spoilers. There's a lot to cover. There's yeah. a lot to yeah. talk about. Can I just mention a scene right off the bat? Probably the funniest uh, scene I have seen in a very long time is of Spider-Man running across a golf course. Oh. <laughs> just yelling, this sucks. That was so good. <laughs> yeah. I loved how they addressed the fact that Spider-Man can just not magically... Yeah, swing wherever the fuck he wants. Yeah. Yeah. it was fun seeing him in the suburbs. It was really good. Yeah. And, and the visual of him like flicking, like he jump, he he bursts through the trees and he lands and he goes shoots his web up and and it just Bye. goes and he's on the golf course. That scene was really well, like yeah. cinematography was, was a really lot of well like put hand together. Movement that George did that would have made that uh, <laughs> made a lot more sense yeah. at that point. But it was, uh, I, I totally agree. I love that scene. All right, let's front load this with the big twist of the film which oh. amazingly sony didn't spoil in the many many trailers oh my god um michael keaton the vulture is uh pete's love interest's father crazy that, that did you guys see that coming? no god, i did that not completely see that. blindsided me that honestly hit me like a ton of bricks like, yeah I so just, he, he's going oh to pick her up man. for the for the homecoming dance and he's knocking on the door and i'm like man i know it's not gonna go great but i just want it to because this is so sweet and i just want it to be happy and i expect her to open the door and <laughs> the door opens and the fucking vulture is standing there. Yeah. Oh my I god! A weird I was like this feeling when he was walking up to that because something about the way that the the scene was set up or maybe Spider Man. You know it's well, go yeah, terribly. because at that yeah. point in the film, he like Tony Stark had taken his um uniform back, um or his costume, whatever, and he was trying to get back on to not into Peter normal Parker life. life yeah. yeah, Peter Parker life, like started excelling at school, mm. um, go to the homecoming dance, and that's where everything changed. And what a brilliant twist. I was a just like, reveal. holy shit. Actually, when, I, when it was first happening, I thought he had found out 
about the love interest and then had like kidnapped the family. Oh god. And he was going to walk her through. Yeah. Uh sorry, walk um Peter Parker through to the house and be like this is your girl. Yeah. You know, Thank that god kind that of that, I thought that's lame but, as shit. Yeah. But they didn't go down there. Yeah. And that whole scene in the car, like mm. the tension. So it's very, very, I think, derivative of the dinner scene in the first Spider-Man film with uh, Norman Osborn and Harry Osborn. Um, you know, and then like he doesn't Figure know about out. Peter, but he's met like Goblin has met Spider. But it that wasn't a twist in that film. We kind of knew the dynamics there at play. So this this was just so well handled and such yep. a surprise. This um, a lot of people hate Iron Man three mostly because of the twist, but I think that was the best twist in ten years in blockbuster film, and I think they've done it again with this. Yeah, one. I was so surprised which, by which it. Which twist in Iron Man three? The, the Mandarin? Mandarin was just oh, some yeah, drunk ass right. guy. He was just Guy Pierce. Yeah, but, I, I, but, I, I, no, but, the, but the reveal, you know, when, yeah, 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 you, yeah. when he goes to, I love that, place, I, and so all the Marvel funny. fanboys like just got so butt hurt, which made it even better for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> George, you you are a Marvel fanboy. I'm not. I'm a Marvel fanboy. I'm an MCU fanboy. I'm not a comic book. I'm not a. We're not, we're not fanboys. We're just joking about that because yeah. people level that at people all the time. We <laughs> like the movies because they're good. It's yeah. as simple as that. Yeah. When they make a bad one, I'll call them out on it. And we, we haven't done it. Well, yet. we've we've done it with our TV shows oh, yeah. at least. I love, but continuing that, like the car scene, um, mm. and and Michael Keaton, he's he a little bit suspect. Out. Yeah. Like, why is Peter Parker looking at me weird? <laughs> um, and he's figuring it out. And then Liz is like dropping these things about Washington and he's mm, connecting the she's, dots. She's just digging his grave. I love connecting that Connecting the dots. And then they, <laughs> they, they hit that red light and the, the lighting on, on Michael face, Keaton's yeah. face. It's a very good scene. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And then it goes green and it's like the light bulb goes, goes off. It fits in with the vulture. Mm. Uh Brilliant. Well done. Well done, John's, John uh, Watts. I'm always really impressed when a director is able to um, construct a scene that says more than you're being told, you know, really showing rather than telling. Um, and, you know, you kind of, you touched on it right there, the lighting, um, you know, kind of the close up on, on Michael Keaton's face, just this kind of like slow realization as you see him figuring it out is a very cool scene. Um, and that's when I feel like you're talking about, um, him feeling like a dangerous person. That's where I got a little bit of that. Like you're saying, you know, that's where I felt that tension and yeah, that kind of real. Definitely. But I also yeah. loved at the same time that he wasn't, uh, as I said before, like this crazy evil guy. Like He's not evil. He kills one person in the film and it was an accident. Yeah. And, you know, he he like threatens Peter a lot, but you don't really get the sense that he's going to like rip his head off well, or Well, he anything. lets him go. Yeah, absolutely. And it was, it was interesting and it had, it had a complexity to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't conven- it wasn't a conventional kind of thing to happen. Like normally, the villain that that wouldn't happen. Mm. Like Peter and, Parker would escape normally. Or and something. then we get the tag at the end with the Vulture still alive, and he knows who Peter Parker is, and they're kind of teasing that out a bit. But he doesn't tell uh, the Scorpion, uh, who's also in this film, which I think is really cool. I'm very keen to see the Scorpion finally on the big screen. Yeah, I think that's we haven't seen him, man. He's a cool one. He's been around since the fucking sixties. There's, the there's, a, there's a lot of characters that we haven't seen in the. I'm I'm I still remember watching um, the Spider-Man uh, TV show, animated TV show, way back in the day, and being scared shitless of um, it's a vampire characters. Morbius, the living vampire. Morbius, the living vampire. Yeah, that yeah. episode proper freaked me out. I remember being like a 
very young kid. The Amazing Spider-Man, like the TV show? Yeah, yeah. Spider, Spider, Spider-Man. <laughs> okay, Fucking so, awesome. Hold on. Speaking of villains, um, this is my favorite thing about this movie, is everyone's always complaining about too many villains in movies, and that's because of Spider-Man 3. Because, you know, Sony has all these movies with too many villains. Uh, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2, bunch of villains. And Marvel Studios was just like, now we're going to put like twice that many villains in there and we're still going to make a great film. And they fucking did it. They did. This movie has two Shockers, the Tinkerer, the Vulture, uh, the Scorpion. I think it's more in there. Shocker was fantastic. Which one? Uh, <laughs> you got Logan Marshall Green and uh, Bokeem Woodbine. Bokeem Woodbine. Yeah. I'm so glad Logan Marshall Green got just <laughs> vaporized. <laughs> Boom. I thought, uh, I thought After he was Prometheus, fun. like this is his first like first time he's kind of like come back since Prometheus. Yeah, and he got like, like boom! Immolated you again. Dead. <laughs> um but yeah, I loved Shock. I loved his glove. Mm. Um the the way they 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 conduct uh, like frame those scenes, the stunts. You know, like it was visceral, it was powerful. Mm. And Spider-Man goes flying when he gets hit. That was really cool there. I I I was a little bummed we didn't get to see like a proper shocker outfit. They were kind of hinted at it. It was fine. Um, I really liked all the alien tech in this film, and I like how they kind of wove it in with all previous uh, Marvel films, like it's just from the fallout of them. I mean, this whole this film opens with set uh, Battle of New York, Battle of New York, and that is a very interesting point. So finish your point, and then I want to go on from there. Well, I was just going to say um, that was an interesting point. So this film jumps around a lot, and mm. then the scene after that is kind of like Civil the War. vlog. Peter Parker's day in the life vlog for mm. Civil War. And that was really fun. Mm. And, you know, those were two, like, kind of like you're seeing in parallel timelines run with stuff that's happened in previous films. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Reddit is a flutter at the moment because this yeah. film opens on the Battle of New York uh, from The Avengers. Yep. Uh, the film released in 2012. And it says eight. Eight years later. I was wigged out by that. <laughs> yeah, that really threw me off. So um, so does that mean that in Spider-Man Homecoming it's 2020? Well, nothing lines up. This is like a huge continuity potential problem in the MCU because from whatever angle you look at it, there's an issue. Um, apparently there's like an official MCU timeline that maybe states um, the Battle of New York was in 2009, that those first kind of four or so MCU movies took place over six months. Right. Um but then there's a lot of problems when Marvel TV comes into it. Yeah. Because like every season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. sort of has a time with the movie of that year. And that's that show is just kind of year to year mm. in real time. I can't help but feel like there's certainly some, there'd be someone at Disney or someone at Marvel that has a timeline. Well, that's the thing. That they, be able to I'm, answer I'm pretty shit. sure his name is Kevin Feige. Yeah. Or, if, or even and he Feige. he writes it himself like, I mean, in his own blood. Either, either way, there's got to be someone that like, that they know what they're doing when it comes to I have to like, no doubt about it. Unless everything before the Marvel logo at the beginning of this film was done by Sony. Like that was their contribution to the oh, film. Can you imagine? <laughs> that just came to me. So they were just like, I just say it years, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I'm sure there's a very good explanation for it that doesn't make any sense, but we don't have it yet. Um, and I, I just thought that was really interesting. I was really thrown off by that. Yeah. Uh, um, I, and I was thinking to myself, did Avengers come out in 2010? Yeah. Or 2012. I'm pretty sure it's 2012. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 99 percent sure it's 2012. Yeah. So that there'll obviously be some kind of follow-on from this because I mean, we saw Guardians of the Galaxy. There was a timeline thing with that. Mm, yeah. um, 32 years later, or whatever it was. I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. I couldn't give two fucks about that. Yeah. Well, sorry. <laughs> like it just it it didn't I it it didn't I've I've never been 
I've never thought it was integral to to enjoying the films. Yeah, fair, no, absolutely, no, definitely, not. definitely. But, but I, I just love that um, extra layer. The, the minutia of, yeah. of the MCU because that's kind oh, of the, that's kind of the big appeal it. of it. That it's this this whole big yeah. uh, this web. But I'm, um, so any, any time a date or a time kind of comes up on screen, I said yeah. this in the Guardians one, I latch right onto it. Yeah, don't get me wrong, I I thoroughly enjoy watching other people <laughs> like go on about this. I think yeah. they're really cool little timbits into the movie and all that. But uh, yeah, just it didn't it didn't really throw me or anything like that. Yeah. Anyway, um, but speaking of the Battle of New York. Um, this movie features damage control very heavily. Did you guys get a sense at all watching this film what damage control is? I I wasn't sure. Like, I, it felt like an ominous corporation or something. Like, and I yeah. feel like it's gonna cut. It's I. It's one of those things where I feel like if I was someone that was really into the comics and I'd know what the fuck this is about. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, there was a lot of drops so. in this. Um, they talk about the Sokovia Accord at one point mm. in class. Um, but yeah, the damage control bit was the bit at the beginning with Tony Stark on It'll the TV. Yeah. The are you are you about to tell us what says what jam, damage control is? No, I just thought I'd bring it up for no reason. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> no, because, yeah, I don't know anything. It's sort of a project that Mar- uh, Mario Marvel. <laughs> Mario, <laughs> it's getting late. Has has trying to been turning trying to turn into something for a little while now. Um, they ordered a pilot. Uh, a couple of years ago, I think, for a TV show. Oh. Um, so the the idea behind Damage Control is they're kind of a construction uh, organization that comes in and cleans up after superheroes. So I think they were looking at doing kind of sort of a lighthearted uh, take on, you know, just the, the fallout after all yeah. of these massive battles yeah. and stuff. Can I just say that that is, if that, I mean, that's kind of spectacular. Because <laughs> it's a pretty about, novel idea, isn't well, it? Well, not only a novel idea, but if you think about, the way that they're approaching a shared universe now mm. in that they have actually spent time thinking about what are the consequences of we've got like all these superheroes going around, you know, destroying shit. Like they were talking about, you know, at the beginning of this film, they were talking about contracts being awarded to certain um, entities to clean up after superheroes. Mm. That's, that, I mean, it adds, I guess, a, a richness to the world that. Yeah. Makes it feel real. Oh, but damage control is obviously from the comics, right? Yeah. understand. Yeah. Yeah. It's you know comics have been around for so long that they get you know yeah, self-referential so and meta and stuff and so, so you convoluted. start getting these interesting ideas about what would actually in a world with superheroes in it be like and it's cool to see the films catching up with that yeah but, but it seems like they really want to move ahead with something damage control related because it was in this film several times yeah. yeah yeah well they were they were a major part of it they were an entity in this film that mm. you know kind of was important um I wanted to we touched on it a little bit earlier um but I just wanted to kind of really highlight something that I thought this movie did really well, which was everything up until the point where Peter Parker loses the suit is, I, I hesitate to say standard, but it is a relatively standard hero film. Really? I would say it turns into more of a standard film. I'd say the first half is really different. I would well, say the middle is standard and the <laughs> ends are way out there. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, I mean, let, let's be honest. Everyone gets opinions. This, this yeah. is, it's not the most original thing. We don't beat anyone break. after the show, do we, Connor? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not. I, I mean, it's it's not wildly different than any other kind of superhero film out there. But what my my I guess my point is that is that the the kind of tone and the direction of the film felt pretty standard up until there. What I really loved is from that point on, you get this really big disconnect of going from someone who has gained the the kind of confidence and power and really bringing them back down and watching them navigate uh, Peter Parker into this going back to everyday life, I thought just 
just the placement of that in the film was a really mm. cool very well executed change i guess is probably the best way to put it um i mean oftentimes when you think about this kind of film i would expect there to be a bit of a ramp up um as opposed to this kind of like sudden drop i guess three quarters of the way through the film yeah no i can definitely agree with that speaking of tone changes um that uh scene of him under the rubble was straight up harrowing yeah it yeah. was terrifying that was a, that was a 15 year old kid dying yeah and he was terrified i'm like yeah. this is like almost too much because tom holland is selling it so hard i was like it was they, intense they have like i was, I was kind of like wondering like is this a joke like did, yeah. they, did they just kind of like film this it was it just did they film this for real yeah, <laughs> like, did like, they drop a set on tom holland seem like it belongs in this film <laughs> yeah no I but mean, there was a number of parts where he was swinging around and he, the 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 adr like the sounds he was making the screams felt a lot more out of control than they normally are. And I think that kind of goes... Like, he was screaming trying Character to get out, out of that. out of control or, like, technically out of control? Like, his voice sounded like it was okay, out yeah. of... Like, he wasn't like, ah! He was like, like he ah! Was actually screaming. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I bring up that scene in particular because that is a, a hugely iconic moment from the comics. Um, Amazing Spider-Man number 33, I think it is, uh, where there's a whole <laughs> issue where he's kind of, like, trapped under this rubble and he has to kind of find the strength to lift himself out. And it was really cool to see something... Uh, Iconic from the comics like that tackled and put on the big screen because it's only been done a handful of times yeah. in these films. But yeah. Marvel is, when and they do it, they're very good at it. Yeah. Like, a great yeah. visual motif. Yeah. yeah. Well, the- no, yeah, I was speaking specifically of Spider-Man films because I think each one of them has something very uh, iconographic from the um, the comics. But yeah, certainly um, the Marvel MCU films, they really don't do that much at all. Um, well, there's uh, the the thing that jumps out to me is Civil obviously War. Civil War. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, I just I love it when they do little nods like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Look, I just I feel like there's so much to talk about this film, but at the same time, there isn't because no, it's I've just like, my... do you have? Because I was just gonna say, like, I've got, I've I got all this here. At the end of the day, I'm just like, I really love this film. Go yeah. watch this film. I love the suit. Can we talk about the yeah, suit? Yeah, that's at all? the next thing I was gonna bring up the 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 Stark tech suit. Wow, yeah. huge change, huge change, huge change. From, from the comics perfectly. and from the other movies. Yeah, it was very cool. Brilliantly executed. I love the design. I love the look of it. That's from yep. Civil War, obviously, but I think it is spot on. I think uh, the Amazing Spider-Man 2 suit was the best we'd ever seen. I think this blows it out of the water. I'm so Same. in love with it now. It's so much more... Um, per- it has so much more personality with the eyes, mm-hmm. the way the eyes move. I mean, that's the big obvious thing. Yeah, and that... that I remember when that first um, that first Civil War trailer dropped and... Yeah. He did the spin, the underoos, and then his eyes. Were, they yeah. didn't. They didn't nail it there. Yeah. The CG was still See, being tweaked, the and they I saw that, nailed it in this. The second I first saw that, I was, I, it was like a uh, lightning Light bolt. bolt. I'm like, yeah. how have they yeah. not done this before in yeah. a movie? That's so obvious because in the comics, his eyes are always going up and down, and it was like, yeah, just make it a part of the suit. And, and it made sense because it was a technical part of the suit because this suit could zoom or you could see, mm. um, you know, they were like... They're blinders. Yeah. Like a horse. Uh, it, uh, yeah, I lo- loved everything in the suit. Loved the scene where he was, he, like his Jarvis um, yeah. Karen, Jennifer, was it? Jennifer Connolly. Was it Jennifer Connolly? Yeah, Con- who... Connolly. Connolly, who, who is... No, hold on. Who is, who is Paul Bettany's wife? Oh, so they really? got Jarvis's wife. Wow, to, to that's play cool. His Jarvis, that's cool. yeah, I really like that. And 
Really, really fun. Really fun scene. Yeah, like the instant kill yeah. mode. That's yeah. like my favorite running yeah. game. <laughs> I think when the eyes go a little red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking brilliant. And yeah, he's got all these new web capabilities yeah. that he has no idea how to like use. Like 500 um, yeah, different yeah. Uh, web options, I guess. Yeah, like that was very tantalizing, I <laughs> yeah. think, for, for future films. So we had a conversation about this, um, you know, I I, it might have been the movie MMA or something. Um, just about the decision to go with um, natural webbing or artificial webbing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. That old chestnut. You guys were very much of natural webbing is better. I really enjoyed the idea of um, him creating the webbing. What? Where did you land on this? I'm. I'm. I, it's a little different in this film because they've already gotten the ex, the, the origin out of the way. Yeah. So very much in that discussion, I was saying it's much more economical, and you know, there's a narrative flow to him just developing powers, and he's got powers. Yeah. Um. So I'm still organic webbing all the way. I think that was a brilliant decision for those films. Um. But I, you know, I like everything about what they've done in this one. That being said, I didn't like. I did. It's not that I disliked. The filmmaking, but when he didn't have his web shooters in that one scene with the shocker, I didn't like seeing that. I'm like, I don't like Spider Man without his webs. Like, it made me uncomfortable. I didn't like it. <laughs> well, and I thought that was but, really yeah, was clever good, was that they tension, did that yeah. because you you do get that uneasy feeling. You're like, mm. I don't feel like you have, and and I kind of struggled with for a moment. It's like, is this a good kind of uncomfortable or is it a bad kind of uncomfortable? I kind of ultimately went with good because I just thought it raised the stakes a little bit. I think organic for the Raimi films was brilliant. But in this tech-based MCU world, mm. how would the organic web shooter work within the, the, the kind of confines that they've set up, the sandbox that they've set up? Um, it sure wouldn't they work. Made it, it work. would work fine. Yeah, they could have no. made it work. They've got Thor on the team. Yeah, <laughs> Thor's otherworldly. It's oh un- like, which, okay, which Earth-based hero has anything related, anything re- semi-comparable to organic web shooters? Quicksilver, like he's got superpowers. He's just a human. He's got like magical suits. There's powers. the Scarlet Witch that doesn't literally matter. like it has eats magic red lightning. Yeah. I don't I look, I'll be There's, honest. And if I you don't get think, the TV, holy crap, there is just a million different weird mutations. Yeah. I don't think that <laughs> natural <laughs> web shooting <laughs> would have been, been like <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> no, I just like look, I'm All right, I'm still, fine, I'm, fine. I'm, I'm no, still it works the, great with him as you know, Stark's kind of protege thing. Yeah. yeah that's what yeah, yeah. I, I've always liked the the idea that he's invented this um web shooter and it kind of really plays on the fact that he is super smart um and that he got you know some powers and then he was like you know what i'm gonna build on this and kind of you know uh really fill out the whole spider-man mythos type thing Mm. and on that note i can see why a lot of people are going to take issue with the fact that everything in his suit except for the web shooters because they had the throwaway line in civil war was made by stark um i think people are going to be bothered by that i think people are not going to like this suit um you know certain corners of the internet but uh, i loved it yeah. If you and don't like, like this suit, leave. And I like that they stripped him of it, though. I thought it was really cool, but I like that in the end he just had to be his yeah. own Spider-Man. I liked yeah. his goggles at the end. I thought that looked <laughs> yeah. rad. I was, like, ditch right. the Stark oh, so suit. So I wanted to ask how freaked out you got when you saw the new suit in this one. Mm. Um, at the end. At yeah. the end where he's like going to be inducted to Avengers. Yeah. And you're looking at it and you're going, oh my God, is that what he's going to be wearing in the next I know, one? I know. I was Because <laughs> I was so into this film, I was like, Oh, cool. But yeah, like, yeah. No, I don't want it. I was like, yes. That's funny. I was exactly the same. Yeah. I would be cool with that suit making a very brief appearance. Yeah. I thought it looked really cool, but I love yeah. this current suit. So classic. Yeah, yeah. Um, like just as a kind of an aside, like if he had to do one little mission in a film and he wore that suit, 
Yeah. Sweet. But mm. apart from that, I never want to see that suit again. Yeah, but once the scene played out, that suit made sense within what the scene was trying to oh, yeah, convey. Yeah. And Completely. it was just fantastic. Mm. Um, another thing about the suit that this movie kicks the absolute asses out of the every other Spider-Man movie, um, especially the Garfield ones. Except is- the basketball suit. Yeah. <laughs> No, 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 I'm no. I'm looking at no, a no. picture of all the different I mean, suits I mean, right I mean, now. I mean, I mean, about the suit, something about it that destroys the other films is that he keeps the mask on at virtually all times, which the Garfield movies were especially guilty of doing. Anything would happen, he'd take, rip that thing off. Like there were action scenes where he'd be fighting yeah, human yeah, people yeah, and he would yeah, just yeah, not be wearing yeah, yeah. it. I remember. Um, so yeah, like in this, there there are scenes where he's alone and he's still wearing it, which I thought was so cool. Like the... the um urge to take that off for the filmmakers would have been so huge yeah so they were really paying attention to the kind of complaints about the previous films like there's that scene where he's sitting on the rooftop he's got it half up which is like oh that was cool yeah that's 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 how he looks in the comics he has it half up yeah because he's not just taking the whole thing he's a fucking superhero and he's like the only one in the mcu with a secret identity so keep it yeah Mm. which is i I thought it was really ballsy to go in in the first spider-man film have the villain discover who he is because you're like jesus isn't the shit and start leaking out and like and have the villain survive yeah well then that, that's the thing because as soon as he figured out who peter parker was in my head i was like oh he's dead <laughs> there's no way that they'll allow him to live mm. but at the same yeah like i just yeah it's and it's extra weighty because my head at the moment <laughs> it's extra weighty because there's already so many other villains in this spider-man universe uh already you know oh yeah so it feels I'm glad like you could already make six. Yeah, I'm so glad. So here's uh, I I have I have the slightest clue, but are, are all these villains owned by Sony as well? Yeah, 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 hundred uh, percent. Another just related to that final scene. Pepper Potts is back. I was so happy to that see was cool. that. That that was like they're they're back together. Yeah, they're happy. They're probably getting married. Yeah. I was like like I really liked that. Uh, character element for Tony Stark in Civil War. I thought that was really cool and really sad after all these films, but I'm so happy that they've kind of brought it back around again. Yeah. Um, and it makes so much sense. In the, you know, that was kind of a dour film and this is much more uh, yep. happy. Yeah. I'm like, this is fucking brilliant. I was curious, did she, was that a, a story decision for Civil War? Or was that the fact that, you know, I don't know, Gwyneth Paltrow wasn't offered enough money? Yeah, I'm 100% sure. both. Because you may have noticed she got like top billing in this film. Did she really? Her, her name was like, there was like Tom Holland, um, <laughs> It was like Tom Holland and serious? Robert Downey Jr. And uh, I think maybe John Favreau and then her. And then there was like Zendaya and everyone else. That wow. Is, yeah. Silly. Which, what the hell? Fair enough. I mean, she's got pool, man. She's, yeah, absolutely. they would have paid her a lot like, of money to I be definitely in this. did not see this film for Gwyneth Paltrow. And I, I like I like that they did it. I mean, Civil War was probably them flexing their muscles a little, like we don't need you. So they probably bargained her down a little with that. Yeah. But I think it was it was just nice to see everyone back. It was. Again. It was really nice to see her. I've always liked the character. Mm. I've always liked how she's like kind of together. been the... Sensible Tony, yeah, the well, sensible one. That's for what made it Tony the perfect Stark. ending to this film. This whole movie where Tony Stark is talking down to Tom Holland, like being the adult, and but then right at the end, he looks like an idiot, and yeah. she comes in and be like, yeah. "Oh, you fucking boys!" Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant cap to the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, uh, ben, do you have like? I feel like you have like a list okay, of other things. I, that you I do have mention. more things. And all right, let's get. I feel like we capped it off there, but I also no, liked, no, no. I liked. Um, Kenneth Choi played the high school principal. Yeah. He was, What's he in? He's in Wolf of Wall I'll Street, tell, right? No, he is, but I'll tell you what else he's in. He's in Captain America, the first Avenger. He's one of the Howling Commandos. And That's they, right. Oh my God, you're right. I, I swear to God, I thought he had been in the Marvel film. He, he was, yeah. And they had the photo of his grandfather. I think they've said it is up on his oh, really? desk wow. there. Oh, yeah. so really? Cool. I like that. Yeah, I really like that. 
Um, there was also, oh God, I, I can't think of his name. The guy from Silicon Valley. Um, Martin, Martin Starr. Star, yeah. Uh, who plays Guilfoy in, in um, Silicon Valley. I, <laughs> I thought he was great. Yeah. He <laughs> was he really the funny. teacher? He's, he was the, the yeah, yeah, he was yeah, fun. His, his comment about like, we don't want to lose a student again. Okay. I okay. That was so great. Yeah. And then um, Hannibal Buress as well as the, the gym teacher. I've, he oh, was not oh, in this yeah. very much, but I fucking love Hannibal Buress. He so. is so funny. Yeah. He's, he's the most so hilarious guy. funny. I, we mentioned, I think on the last news episode that he sent a, a yeah. double <laughs> to the premiere <laughs> of this film. He like paid some guy 500 bucks That's to go. so good. Um, oh shit. What was I going to say? Uh, Donald uh, Glover was also like, I loved his scene in this. Um, yeah. With that cheeky little, Man, I got I got a nephew around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Miles Morales is confirmed in the MCU. Yeah, but he he seemed like just Donald Glover, not it, for, not for no, better or worse. He was Donald Glover he, with like one squinty yeah. eye. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I thought he was like fairly th- like a, a thug version of Ooh. Donald Glover. And I love the in- interrogation voice on the. Yeah. On oh, that, suit. Was so <laughs> that was so funny. funny. It's like the Ed Two O Nine. Oh, and then he like webs him up and just leaves him. <laughs> it's like you'll be free in two hours. <laughs> you deserve it. You're a criminal. <laughs> Uh, so we do it. And uh, Captain America's in this film. He has yes. a few scenes in it. Um, Good I tag. Loved, Great did you, tag. Did you very feel fun. like those were overplayed at all? No, I thought that was, was a really gag. fun. Yeah, but I loved how just dorky they made him. Yeah. Because, um, you know, he had he had kind of the last word in Civil War where he was the good guy and uh, Robert Downey Jr. was the bad guy. And in this one, he's just a dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and Tony Stark's kind of cool again. They brought back his um, costume from Avengers. Avengers, yeah. Because yeah. um, the last few Captain Americas, he's had a lot more of like a cooler blue, oh, navy, yeah, yeah. well, greys. And this one, he has the, the the poppy, like the classic. Which is perfect because that feels like when he was still, when S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep. was still around, yeah. he was shooting some yep. shit I feel for like... Marvel has done such a good job cultivating his character, oh, just in the yeah. sense of like uh, when I when I've watched we could do a whole episode on that that and uh, sorry the the first Captain America uh, as well as Avengers I was like they're never gonna be able to make this character other than like dorky fucking Captain America and they did it yeah I mean Winter Soldier and Civil War just had this solidifying effect that he is a fucking badass. And I like the take in this one. It was a little bit of a different take. It, yeah. Well, it was a throwback. Yeah, to, it was a throwback, to, exactly. Um, and uh, I don't know if you have any more than this, but uh, the the end scene and the this end tag. Yeah, we can end on this, fantastic. I think. But this is my favorite tag for a Marvel movie ever. Oh, it was a good tag. So good. Buddy. I really want to go see this movie with a big crowded audience. Yeah. yeah, there's about 10 minutes of credits. And then uh, Captain America pops up at the end, uh, extolling the virtues of patience. Yeah. It was the ultimate it fuck was you, so and I good. thought that was... It was oh, so good. It's, it's like I said with, you know, how comics book around and then they started getting meta and self-referential. Now that Marvel movies are getting that way, like referencing their own tags. Yeah. <laughs> with yeah. like oh, time-wasting tags. I love it. I don't think we've said anything bad about this other than me talking about MJ. MJ, we can go which ahead is, and which say is, that. Let, let's be honest; it wasn't really a valid complaint. It was. A bit <laughs> <silly>. <laughs> I mean, I had to say something, right? I was going to bitch um, out like you guys. And there was obviously. Oh no, you no, said no, we, you said CG. Sorry, we, we I, said I, CG. I, yeah, we said I withdraw that comment, gentlemen. Okay, good. That's fine. Um, uh, so she's MJ. That's cool. I guess. Yeah, there's that. A, that's a thing at the yeah. end. I I actually liked that because. Um, no, yeah. no, you can't like it. They've changed her race. I think, oh, Whoa. Yeah. This was did, like a oh, huge thing. Racist. Well, I did huge, notice I that. Like at the time, I was like, she certainly is not portrayed as traditionally beautiful. And we're not even going to. Oh, yeah. Um, they, they, she just looked like a kid, which is cool. Yeah. And then, and then obviously, it, it did kind of 
it was the the back of my mind it was there that she obviously wasn't this like pasty white redhead and i was like i like that fuck yeah yeah i don't know why i like it white <laughs> white guilt probably i don't know this movie Whoa. is very multiracial yeah it is like it, extremely like pete's like the only it's a modern white movie kid in his it's, group. it's yeah. got its finger on the pulse it knows what people of like our age and younger are exposed to yeah, but it's not exposed enough to say. To. It's not enough to just say it's yeah. people of other cultures, not like day to day life. We're just yeah. letting them around all over the place now. But to Fuck say it's a modern hell. movie would imply that other movies are kind of hitting this level, which they're not. Like Disney's yeah. kind of pushing ahead with kind of their Star Wars movies and with now the Marvel movies, but this is seems like a big step forward. Yeah, in that I way, think so as well. Really I do like nice it say. that that uh, I mean, if you think about it, the two largest franchises in the world right now, Marvel and uh, Star Wars, are are really kind of leap. Uh, bounds ahead of everyone else in terms of casting in major roles um you know people other than like white middle-aged dudes oh they, they, they i mean go ahead. watch civil war go watch the airport scene again and then come back to me <laughs> well yeah. i mean all right they, with, they're bounds ahead marvel, of other people they are taking baby steps but it's good that someone yes. is at least um and and with marvel because it is it's basing it off existing characters and that's who cares yeah, I mean, all the existing characters in this, yeah, MJ changes a lot of people in no, 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 Thor no, no, and the other no, movies. I, and who I, gives a shit? I, I, we know who gives a shit, and they suck. Shut the fuck up if you're any of those. Yeah, people. shut Just the never, fuck up and leave this podcast. Never, never type anything on into a computer screen again. Keyboard warrior, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I just want to finish on one last thing. I think the Aunt May character was really fun and her relationship with um, Peter. I loved how she kind of coached him through like getting ready for the homecoming dance. Mm, I yeah. really loved that scene. I love the running gag. Uh, your, you know, hot Aunt May. It is so confusing having a sexy as fuck Aunt May. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to make of that. But um, she was great. If anything, she wasn't in this enough, I think. Yeah, I agree. But I loved, 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 loved the ending where Last she scene. finds out his secret identity. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. And that, that really, I think, calls back to like Robert Downey Jr. announcing himself as Iron Man in the first one, just kind of ending on that. Yeah. What the um, That's really fuck? cool. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Yep. Guys, fantastic film. Go see it. I thought it was a solid six out of ten. <laughs> I could talk about this movie for another three hours. Yeah, same. I think it's time for us to get some shut-eye, though. Yeah. Dude, it's like... 1.30 in the morning right now? Yeah. I'm, I'm awake. I'm going to go back and watch it again. We, we committed. Yeah, uh, we committed. Well, <laughs> I have to be up at like 5.30. I've got like... What have you got on in the morning? Gym? Uh, yeah, well, maybe I, I might skip it. Ah, <laughs> my boy. I might want you know how to do five. it. Yeah, what happened to you, buddy? Yeah. You meant to be coming with me, man. Nah. <laughs> no longer. No longer. Uh, <laughs> Spider-Man, no more. You got me to sign up to the gym with you, and then you fucking bailed That's what on I do. me. That's what I do. It does. He improves people's lives by signing them up. Yeah, to yeah. and then like, and he gets bailing. a little cut. <laughs> Soon enough, I'll like not be on the podcast. Have you, have you canceled your subscription yet? Um, well, that was the uh, Spider-Man Homecoming review. <laughs> uh, I think we all absolutely loved it, and my gym membership has turned into gym sponsorship. Mm. Um, which is very sad. But yeah, listen, enough about us. Um, I, yeah, Spider-Man, brilliant. Can't wait to go see it again. I think I'm going to try and go see it again this weekend. Yeah, we'll see how how time tells this, but this is one of my absolute favorite MCU films yeah. already, I think, which is, is it, a long list. Like, this Could is, you like slot it into rankings for your Marvel? Like, I, I, off the top of your head? I do I do have a ranking. Um, I, think I know you do. It I changes, changes all the time. Every four hours. Yeah, well, so like uh, the top ten are pretty much all above four stars. Yeah. So there's you know there's only so much wiggle this room in the top into, ten, obviously. Yeah, th- I think this landed at number seven. Um, okay. Currently, 
which is that's a, there's a lot of movies in there, so that's pretty good. But but you know, is this kind of like tied with seven. other films? I'm trying to think of what you would put. You'd put maybe if I were to guess about what would be above this for you, it'd be. Uh, are you gonna check it? I agree. Uh, it'd be Ant Man. Uh, definitely Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um. Uh, oh God! Uh, the uh, uh, Avengers, Avengers, Avengers Two, no, Ultron, Avengers, is Avengers, definitely Avengers One. All right, all right, everyone, I'm going to read out my definitive MCU ranking for the next four hours. <laughs> yeah. So basically, by the time this is up, it's on there. Oh wait, can I? Did I get any of those right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, wait, um, can I, should I keep going and guessing, or should we just? <laughs> I was going to say because I already can't remember what you said. Okay, but um, look, a lot of these have the same score, and I've just kind of put them on a whim. Oh, yeah, yeah, in, in front of each other, and some of this is going to be very controversial. But um, so go it top is, ten. It is. Well, Wait, I'm, just, I'm just looking at this list. What is Hulk doing up there? Hey, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> no. The 2003 Ang Lee Hulk. Yeah, I was what say, the hell, the Eric, That's Banner not an MCU. Hulk. That's weird. <laughs> but, right, yeah, so I'm, go I'm gonna leave down the bottom of it because I'm gonna leave the bottom off. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah gonna leave the bottom people. Off. Just do uh, the top ten. Incredible Hulk is at the very bottom, of course. But um, so I've got Winter Soldier. Yeah. Okay. Called it. Age of Ultron. Okay, don't don't have it. Iron Man three, First Avenger, Ant Man. Civil War, Homecoming. Now, I'd put a lot of those on the same level. But uh, then it's uh, Guardians, Thor, Avengers, and so on. Yeah. Interesting. That's a pretty good list. Yeah. See, I, see, those ones all at the top are pretty much just flawless to me. Like, I just love them to death. Yeah. And I, I put Age of Ultron on so high because it gets such a bad rap. Yeah. So yeah, I got, yeah, I got yeah. a conversation. Plus, plus, plus that party scene. shit out of that. Maybe. And the party scene. That party, scene. that party scene makes it 10 out of 10, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you guys think this is going to crack a billion? Yeah, Spider-Man: yeah. Homecoming. This movie yeah, is tracking yes. incredibly. Like yeah. for all the shit we've laid on Sony, they've been just pumping out. Yeah, the, and they the, they get like, a, a, do they get all the they box get all, office? Of, all the box office from this? Oh, yeah, what? So this is yeah. the greatest deal ever struck. I, my thinking was they should get all of the box office up to what the last two films grossed. Yeah, the last two Spider-Man yes. films. Everything above that yeah. is Marvel's doing, and they should yeah. get it. Mm. Yeah. I, I reckon that they that's what they would have traded for creative control and fuck it, why not? Yeah. Mm. Well they get they all, know Marvel the, gets all the merchandising stuff. Marvel so. do they play the long game, you know, they're in it yeah. for the long haul. They're not in for the quick wins. And Sony's yeah. in it for the quick reckon, wins. You know and now they I get Spider Man in five MCU movies. So yeah. Yeah. that's a good deal for them. Yeah. So I reckon if they would uh, have they struck the same deal, so are all the subsequent five ones gonna be full uh, box office proceeds to No no, Sony? I mean they they're gonna get Spider Man in proper MCU films, five Okay, them, like yeah, Avengers yeah. movies and stuff. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, that's probably what they're getting um, in return. But that's, I, that's exactly I, what I, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I think it'd be really interesting technique because then they could, after those five films or whatever that might be that they've already agreed on, they could say, "Yeah, look, you can take Spider-Man, and you can give it another try, or we can start getting like bigger chunks of the pie." And I reckon Sony will have to do the smart move and be like, "Yeah." Yeah, we'll you, but they're we'll doing the whole you. Venom thing. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, we'll but see, see that's still sitting within the... Or, or I'm terrified not. they're going to reintegrate it into Venom and undo this brilliant film that well, I they won't saw be able to, I'm assuming they won't be able to take Tom Holland and all the... Like, the well, see, I'm hoping... It's murky, matter. it's murky. Look, we're, I'm, we're I'm getting ahead no, of No, I'm really hoping after this, they just they just keep going like, Feige, just help us a little more, please. Yeah. Just send us a couple writers for Venom. Make this your thing. Well... Well, there we have it. We finished about 15 minutes ago and kept going. That's fine. Yeah, That's no. how we do it. How many times have we finished this segment? Anything else? <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like to speak about? The suit. Um, yeah, loved it. Happy days. Thank goodness this was an awesome film. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Happy, yeah. Have happy days. I said it twice. <laughs> happy yeah. days. Ha- happy nights. Monday, Tuesday, oh, well, we'll, be, we'll be back for top eight this weekend. 
Um, hopefully, we can wrangle some yeah. headlines together. Baby Driver. <laughs> Okja. Okja. Yeah. Ears and Bances up. There's plenty of content coming out on the Podcast Strikes Back channel. Oh, Hit that subscribe button. Yay. Guys, we'll be back next time on Saturday morning <laughs> yeah. before you guys go camping. It's going to be fun. Excited. All right. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> Connors. Happy days. Hello. And Benny's. Hey, yeah. Happy days. <laughs> <laughs>